Hi, this is Dan Corver, uh, pastor here at Dalton Hill Baptist Church. <clears throat> we're a small Baptist church located in Owasso, Oklahoma. We're small enough to know you, but we're big enough to serve you and for you to serve as well. Our vision is to rescue, restore, and return to service. Rescue a non-believer or a believer who has been hurt or is lost. Restoring them to Christ in fellowship with other believers with the desire that they in turn will help others along their way. If you remember, we started a new uh, series on uh, Paul, and uh, the first one, you remember, talked about the goads, that he was goaded so far as the Old Testament prophets were, the, the death of Stephen, the preaching of Peter, other things that were then uh, his knowledge of the Old Testament, and so often that's the same in our life. How many times do you have, uh, you're saying something you know you're not supposed to say, and the Holy Spirit's goading you? Telling you to close your mouth, or a passage comes to your mind to, you know, turn the other cheek, or whatever it might be. So there's all, all of us have goads, whether it, God can use, whether it's to lead us to salvation or help us afterward. Uh, last week we looked a little bit how Paul, you know, basically for 12 years you don't know much about him. He was in Arabia for three, and then he was in Tarsus for, for nine, and a lot of that. And God does that a lot. The solitude, the silence, and uh, so on. God is training. He did the same thing, if you remember, with uh, basically transforming Paul from within and not conforming to the out. Because if you remember in Galatians 1, he said he was, he was at one time trying to please men. And he's not trying to please men, but be a servant. And uh, it's easy to get caught up trying to please men and do it that way. Joseph, if you remember, he knew about the dream, tells his brothers and everybody, you're going to bow down to me. But at the end, you notice he makes the statement, you meant it for harm, God meant it for good. And he allowed, even when he told the Pharaoh, coming out of prison and telling Pharaoh his dream, he said, you need to have somebody who is uh, basically is trustworthy and, and so on to lead this. He didn't say, I'm the man. He would have gone back to prison. But the Pharaoh said, well, obviously you have a knowledge and stuff beyond everything else. We're going to make you the man. Quite a bit different, you know, when he does that. The same thing happened, you remember, with Moses. My way, my timing, when he kills the Egyptian. Forty years later, he leads, but he does everything in God's time. He went to Pharaoh, only spoke what God told him to do, and led the people. He had the same with David. He was a slayer of giants, but then he ran around being chased by the, for the next 13 years, running around all over, and for he became a servant of God. I think it's important for all of us to, to recognize that. So we, today I'd like for us to examine independence, dependence, and interdependence. Independence, dependence, and interdependence. We get real happy about celebrating our independence in our country, making it a big deal, and understandably so. Do you realize we have independence too when it comes to know Christ? If you remember Paul in Romans 7, 24 said, Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the this body of death. Any of you ever do things you don't want to do? You say things you don't want to say? Things you want to do you don't do? Okay, needing the Holy Spirit to do that? So obviously we're in a crisis. If you would turn to Galatians on this independence part. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Galatians being the first book that uh, Paul penned. Notice the independence that you have, where it comes from. 
But notice the price that it caused in verse 20. I have been crucified with what? Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and delivered himself for me. The price of his independence was what? Christ's death. But the power to now do what you should be doing is coming from within through the Holy Spirit. So you're independent, but I think it's also he has a purpose now to uh, to live by faith. How many of you find it hard to live by faith? One? There's two of us, okay? All right. How many of us want to do it by sight? We look out, we do everything, we look at, you know, everything's done but so much by our senses. That's how we were trained. We're trained to be independent, do everything on our own. What's interesting, since you're in Galatians, this independence, notice in chapter 5 when he writes, in chapter 5, Paul is writing. Notice in verse 1, it's for freedom that Christ has set you free, therefore keep standing and do not subject again to a yoke of slavery. How many times have people been independent, but they uh, take, get themselves in a lot of debt? Are you now a slave? You know, your car can own you, the house can own you, whatever can own you. Same thing can happen in your Christian life. Christ has set you free, but we can put ourselves under a lot of things. You'll notice in verse 13 of this same passage, chapter 5, you are called freedom brother to freedom brethren only do not turn your freedom in an opportunity for the left for the flesh but through love serve one another how many people say well I, you know i've asked jesus christ my personal savior die on the cross for me i'm free i'm gonna do whatever i want i think a lot of times we have people that think well hey i'm going to heaven i do whatever i want and that's not what we're told to do here notice what we are to do we have a power here we're supposed to love and serve one another how many of us have a hard time loving and serving one another? Or how many of you are like me? I like there's certain people I like to love, <laughs> certain people that are very hard to love. And have you found that Christians a lot of times are some of the hardest people there are to love? They can name the name of Christ and they can act very poorly. And we're told to. Notice I think what we find in verse 15, he's writing to believers. Notice what he said. You bite devour one another, take care lest you consume one another. Well, that sounds like a couple of wolves going at it, doesn't it? Tearing each other apart. How many of you have been torn apart and why so many people leave churches then? They've been there, they've been bitten, they've been chewed up, they go off and they're wounded. It's part of why Dalton Hill is in existence. We believe that we're here to help people. Because a lot of us have been hurt. If you haven't been, you will be. That's the nature of mankind. But think about this when you, just your independence part. Have you been set free from the penalty of sin? That's a decision you have to make. Are you, Jesus Christ has paid the penalty, but do you accept that? You know, there's a gift out there. Uh, if I was standing at the door and said, here's a $100 bill, anybody wants to come get it, would anybody get up and come get it? Probably be a stampede. You know, in fact, Francis would probably put out that wheelchair and knock you so you couldn't get it, so she could get it. <laughs> but we're all that way. But it's a free gift. 
it's available to all of us. But I want you to think about it. When you get that gift, what are you now doing with your independence? So we think about it. Paul was set free, obviously. Let's think about now his dependence, because I think that's where we get into most of it, the dependence and interdependence. So look in the book of Acts when we find this, the uh, dependence that he has. I want you to think about it. Here you have Paul. He's a young man. He's going about coming to Damascus to kill and imprison Christians. And notice the dependence you're now going to have. Notice in verse 4, in verse 3, you have the sudden light that appears. Uh, Acts, excuse me, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 9. In verse 3, he's going there and he has the sudden light from heaven flash before him. And you'll notice in verse 4 of chapter 9 of Acts, and he fell to the ground and he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He said, Who art thou, Lord? He said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Rise into the city, and it shall be told to you what you must do. Notice his dependence. He's told to do what? Rise, go into the city, and I'll tell you what to do. Can you see? How's he going to get there? Others hear the voice too. They didn't lose their sight. He's now dependent on what? Other people to take him to the city. And he's then going to find out what God wants him. How would you like to be led when you don't know where you're going? Nor can you see where you're going. This walk of faith. What about you get down to verse 17 and 18? You think of Ananias, and you remember he's told that uh, Paul's coming here to persecute him. How'd you walk of faith from him? And he's told then in verse 15, the Lord said to him, Go, he's a chosen instrument, talking about Paul, of mine, to bear the net, my name before the Gentiles, the kings, and the sons of Israel. For I'll show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Ananias departed and entered the house, and after laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you were coming, has sent me so that you might regain your sight. Would that be a walk of faith? How do you want to do that? Here's the guy who's coming to kill you, and now you're going to go to him? And you're going to help him? Walk of faith. A dependence. What about the... Uh, this walk in faith. How about a walk of faith? Look in chapter 13. Again, talking about Paul. He's come to know Christ. and He's done, uh, this is uh, 13 years later. And you have the church at Antioch. And you'll notice in verse 1, they're at Antioch in the church. There's prophets and teachers. And they're listed there in verse 1. Notice in verse 2. And while they were ministering to the Lord, how do you minister to the Lord? You ever thought of that? Okay, if you're serving one another, are you ministering to the Lord? It can be through worship, it can be a lot of things. Notice they're fasting. So notice they're going about their activities that they should be doing. Are they ministering to the Lord right now taking care of the children's church? Yes. So we're notice you're going about your normal activities, ministering to the Lord, and notice what happens. There's a lot of these were all these were believers. Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I've called them. What's the work? 
We're going to find out later, but how many of you would like that? All right. Uh, I'm picking people up. I'm picking you and you for the work I've got for you. Well, he didn't. How would you be if you weren't one of the two that were chosen? How would you respond? How would you respond if you were one of the two? You're now going to go all over the world preaching the gospel? That's what they do. They then fasted, prayed, laid hands on We recognize, we agree that the Holy Spirit's called you. You're the one going. We're going to help support you when you go. And you're the ones that are going. We're going to do it. And I think it's interesting that the walk of faith that you have, that's, that's hard. They don't know exactly what their God's leading them into. If you knew, it wouldn't be a walk of faith. Notice you go on, so you have the, this dependence. There's the walk in faith when they're going blindly there and going to help. You have the walk of faith that God's going to show you. What about the work of faith? You're doing the ministry. Look over in chapter 16. And they have gone to the churches on the first missionary journey. They're wanting to go back on the second. And you notice in chapter 16 of Acts, verse 6 to 10, they're in Asia Minor, which would be modern-day Turkey. The last half of 6, they're being forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. Aren't we supposed to be going to all the Gentiles? Why is the Holy Spirit not telling us to go here? They then noticed they tried to go to another location, another part of Asia Minor, and the Spirit did not permit them to go there. Paul has said he is the Apostle to the Gentiles, the Holy Spirit says that earlier in Acts, at his conversion in chapter 9. And then notice in verse 10, a vision appeared to Paul in the night, a certain man of Macedonia was standing appealed to him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, immediately we were sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel there. So now you're going to go from Asia Minor, Turkey, you're going to go across the sea, and you're now going to go to Greece. Was there any animosity between Asia Minor and Greece? It's only been for how many centuries? You think about that. Do you know what's ahead of you? No. How are you going to get the money to get there? What are you going to do when you get there to support yourself? But the Holy Spirit said what? go that dependency is amazing I think it's you think about it so he has there's a walk in faith there's a walk of faith there's a work of faith that we have to do but there's also a, a way of faith in Philippians 1 21 what does Paul say for me to live as Christ and to what die die as gain Later in Philippians, you think about it in chapter 4, he says, I've learned to be content in whatever circumstance I'm in. Where was he? In prison. A nice, pristine prison like we have in McAllister with three meals a day, air-conditioned, heating, and everything else, right? Think about it. Verse, what does it say in 4.13? I can do all things through... Totally dependent on God. I think it's important for us to recognize that total dependency that you have on Him. 
Notice he starts off independent, but he's totally dependent on God. Think about that. How many of well, I walk in obedient faith to do the work that God's revealed to me. How many of us want the whole thing laid out? We want it all laid out. We want to know housing. We want to know finances. We want to know everything. Sometimes he does that. Oftentimes he does not. What about others when they are willing to go out on that kind of deal? Will I support them? You have to have both. So you have the independence, God set us free, but we have a dependence that if we're going to do His work, we have to depend on Him. But the third thing, you have to have an interdependence. Go back to Acts 9 for a moment, if you think about it. In Acts chapter 9, if you remember, Paul is persecuting, coming to persecute the church, and he's told, why are you persecuting me in the vision? But who has to come to him now to explain salvation, explain what's going on? Ananias does. Salvation, you stop and... In fact, I'll just read it for you. In Romans chapter 10, or you can turn there, Paul writes it. I think it's a great passage for us to look at. In Romans chapter 10, you remember in verse 11, he makes this statement. Romans 10, 11. For Scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. There is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all to call on. And notice 13. For whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. How then shall they upon him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they be sent? Just as written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings and good news. Who brought the good news to Paul? Obviously God did, but Ananias, using Ananias. What about you and I? There's an interdependence that you have. People have to know the truth. If we simply say, well, look at my life, I'm living differently, they may think you're getting to heaven by works. You're going to have to tell them it's not by works. I've had people tell me, well, you're, you, know, you and Gene, you're, you're going to get to heaven because of all the good things you do. No. I'll never get there. I won't get anywhere close. Not even close. Because it's not by works. It's salvation's through the message of Jesus Christ dying on the cross for my sin. But he needed somebody to tell him. What about physical? Go back to chapter 9 in Acts. You remember he is uh, in verse 23 he'd come back remember he was in uh, Arabia for three years between 22 and 23 and he's now come back and he's confounding them in Damascus verse 23 many days had eclipsed Jews plotted together to put him away their plot became known to Saul they're also watching the gates day and night so they might put him to death Notice 25. But his disciples took him by night and led him down through an opening in the wall, lowering him in a large basket. Does he need some help? How would Paul know there's an opening in the wall? How could he let himself down? There's a total dependence and inner working that you have to have. 
Paul's preaching, but they need... Notice he never says who these disciples are. But if it wasn't for them, what would have happened to Paul? If you remember then, notice he goes to Jerusalem. You find this in 26, the disciples at Jerusalem in verse 26. He was trying to associate with them and they were afraid, didn't believe he was a disciple. They're thinking what? He's just faking all this. He's faking all this, trying to say, you know, basically what? He's trying to get on the internet. That happens. You find it throughout in all of uh, in uh, Germany or anywhere else. People pretending to be believers in order to get into the underground to be, or kill people. That's what they thought was happening, but notice what happens. 27. Barnabas takes hold of him and brings him to the apostles. Barnabas know where they're at? That's quite a risk on Barnabas' part. Paul, you want to meet with them? Hey, I'll show you where they're at. Takes them to him. He then boldly speaks freely in verse 28. Notice 29. He was talking and arguing with the Hellenistic Jews, but they were attempting to put him to death. Notice 30. But when the brethren learned of that, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him away to Tarsus. Does he need help again? Goes to Tarsus. But why don't you look at something what happens when they send Paul away in 31? Church throughout all of Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed peace. Why? <laughs> Being built up, going on, on in the fear of the Lord, and comfort of the Holy Spirit continued to increase. Something we all have to learn, including Paul. Does the, can the church make it without Paul? Yes. Church can make it without us too. He can use us, and he's going to use Paul. But these churches are doing fine, and we have to really realize we need to be working as a team, interdependent. But none of us are without are indispensable. You ever work with people that believe they're indispensable? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's amazing how many people believe they're indispensable. And what happens then, they leave and things just keep right on going. So notice the interdependence with Paul. It happened for his salvation. It happened with his physical. He couldn't make it physically without the help of other people. What about, you have the same thing with service. Did he need Barnabas to get him to go to Jerusalem to serve? So now he's down in Tarsus and he's there for a number of years. Go over to chapter 11. The uh, Things happen in Antioch. There's a great revival. and You see it in 21. And the hand of the Lord was with them and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. And news about them reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem. They sent Barnabas off to Antioch. So Antioch go, Barnabas goes up. Antioch, and obviously a large number of Gentiles coming to know Christ. 23, he had come and witnessed the grace of God. He encouraged, rejoiced, began encouraging them all with a resolved heart to remain true to the Lord. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and considerable numbers were being brought to the Lord. How would you like to be Barnabas? Task getting overwhelming? They already had a large number. A whole lot more coming to know the Lord. What are you going to do? 
Notice, he left for Tarsus to look for Paul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. And it came about the entire year they met with the church that taught them considerable numbers. Disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. It's interesting, did Barnabas go to Paul or did Paul go to Barnabas? That's important. How many times do we have people out there that believe they're the man for the job and they're volunteering and they're telling everybody, I'm the man for the job. Paul stayed there. Barnabas needed help and Barnabas knew Paul and knew his abilities and knew this is the man we need. But an interdependence. Barnabas needed Paul and Paul needed Barnabas. I think it's important for us to see that. What about, uh, you think about it, so his spiritual service, they need that interdependence. What about in chapter 18? You have on a missionary journey and I want you to think about <clears throat> verse one and starting in verse 1 of Acts 18. After these things, he left Athens and stole up Paul and went to Corinth. Remember, he went to the Macedonian call and he went over to Greece. He found a certain Jew named Aquila, that's and a native of Pontus, having recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all Jews to leave Rome. Now when you think about it, that would have been roughly in 49-60 when they were kicked out. They're kicked out of Rome because they're Christians. They're tent makers, so they come here. Now who is the, the uh, apostle to the Gentiles? How many of you are going to go? And notice what happens is, you think about it, so now they're in, in uh, Athens and they're serving or Corinth and they're serving the Lord there. Uh, how many of us would even want to serve the Lord as a Christian in a Roman colony since you already got kicked out once? But they are. And now you're going to notice what they do in verse 3. Because he was the same trade, he stayed with them and they were working for they trade, they were tent makers. Now, what you think about that? You left Rome, you come, you set up your new business, and you're working there, and you're also ministering as to believers. And now Paul, the apostle, comes, and everywhere he goes, what happens? Now, how many of you are going to say, yes? Come on, you're a tent maker too. You can be with us. Now, is that going to take any business away from you? Will that bring any type of eyes on you as a Christian? And you think about that. But they do. And notice again, I think it's interesting. They welcome him. And they notice then later, he's able to give it up and they were supported completely and he was able to spend full time. Now, how many of you are going to let him say... You can come with us. Now we're doing well enough, Paul. We're going to support you. Go do this full time. We'll support you. And you need that. You notice that interdependence that you have. And throughout the entire, you realize there's over 70 different people mentioned in Scripture that worked with Paul. Paul never forgot somebody working with him and gives them credit. That interdependence. So what do you think about Do I recognize my independence physically and spiritually are interdependence not only on Christ but on fellow believers. Think about our service today. 
How well would we have done if Jerry wasn't playing the drums? Mom wasn't playing the piano. Shelly wasn't leading the sing. You don't want me doing it. You don't want me doing the special. You'd remember it, I'll show you. And if I ever played that piano, you would never forget it. That's true, these interdependence. We just take it for granted on all this. But it takes all these things for it to take place. If people weren't giving, how many of you might have been a little upset if you came today and there is no lights, no heat, nothing? We just take it for granted. That's because people are giving behind the scenes. It, so what we have is we have an independence that God set us free, but we are then choosing to become dependent on the Holy Spirit. But He'll ask us to do things that will not necessarily make sense at times. You look at any great thing. How would you like to be David? Well, he's going he's to give me the giant because Goliath is taunting the God of Israel and God's going to give me the victory. All right, I'm a little teenager and I'm going up against a seasoned veteran who stands almost 10 feet tall. His spear weighs 36 pounds. Have you ever tried to pick up something that weighs 18 pounds on the end and hold it and be able to throw it? You throw something of that velocity, of that kind of weight, what would happen if it hit you? I mean, it's just amazing. But David had to walk of faith. Depending on the Holy Spirit. But then what about David? Does he have an interdependence? How did he know that Saul was out to get him? Did Jonathan help him? Did Samuel help him? Did Micah help him? Did his 30 mighty men help him? And he gives, in two different passages, gives credit to all those men. We have the same thing. We need to look at independence. We're depending on the Holy Spirit, but we have an interdependence on each other. And we need that. What happens is, uh, our birthday girl can tell you what happens when a leg gets messed up. Yeah, you're pretty much stuck. And a lot of other things start hurting too, don't they, Don? Oh, God. Another knee starts hurting on the other side and everything else starts hurting. We have an interdependence on each other. We all need to be doing it. We'd love for you to come and visit with us and fellowship with us. We're located at 8263 North Owasso Expressway, which is on the east side of Highway 169 North between 76th and 86th Street North. We have coffee and fellowship from 8.30 to 9 Sundays, followed by Sunday school for all ages from 9 to 9.45, and our Sunday morning worship service is from 10 to 11. We likewise have a Wednesday night service for all ages from 7 to 8. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times, and in every way the Lord be with you all the time.